You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season number three. It's episode five, Cubs Con 2024 recap. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, FlyW670 on Twitter, Instagram, FlyW on Facebook. You can email Crowley and I, FlyTheW670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, 2024 CubsCon is in the books. I know you and I have talked outside of the podcast. I saw you on uh, Crowley's Cub Kingdom. A lot of good times were had. Oh, yeah. If you can tell by my voice, I'm still recovering. And this is um, uh, this is a couple days later. Um, it was unbelievable. I get into the hotel Thursday night, try to beat the storm, make sure I got some parking, hit the Sheridan. So I'm in the lobby, I'm walking around and I get to talk to a bunch of Cub fans, got to hang with former Cubs, John Lieber, Bobby Dernier, Gary Matthews. And for me, Dustin, real treat, Manny Trio. Oh, Manny Trio. Nice. All right. Yeah. He hasn't been to Chicago in a long time and I do speak Spanish. And so I I had a blast talking to him and it was a good time. Now, for those that don't know, on Friday morning, it involves a lot of waiting in line. And so you're in registration to get into the ballroom. You're trying to get your tickets, all these stuff, the passes, all that stuff. But then all of a sudden I get a phone call and it was my season ticket rep. And he said, Crawley, you've been a good uh, season ticket holder for over 20 some years. We are, we want you to go to the Shota Imanaga press conference and that was held next door at the Lowe's next to the Sheraton. Okay. And yeah. so there was 25 of us that we went. And so we went there and they kind of gave us the speech, you know, and they said, and, and it was really funny because they said, Crowley, you're not allowed to ask a question. I said, okay. And so, you know, we, we go into the room. And so the, the media is kind of like in the middle of the room, there's a stage. And then we're kind of surrounding the whole room in like the horseshoe. And so as we're sitting in there, eventually, you know, the atmosphere is 100% electric. In walks in an interpreter, Shota Imanaga and Jed Hoyer. And so this is the first time, Dustin, I've been watching these for years. I mean, well, not for years since Marquis has been showing them or wherever else they were on before. And um, it was uh, really great. And so this is how, you know, Jed is going to sit there and he's going to talk a little bit about um, the, uh, what happened, you know, introducing Saya to Chicago or Shoda, I'm sorry. And so here's what he had to say. Very excited to announce uh, the signing of Shoda Imanaga. Um, he's had a fantastic career in Japan, um, pitching for the Bay stars and obviously pitching for the national team, you know, starting the championship game last year. Um, I want to thank, uh, the Bay stars, uh, very much appreciate uh, their help in this process. Uh, we met with them uh, in September. A wonderful front office. I just want to thank them. I want to thank uh, Lou John Nero uh, and Octagon uh, for all their help. Um, but we're very excited uh, to bring Shoda on board. 
Um, he's been a great teammate. Uh, he's very curious. Uh, his reputation um, of being an exceptionally cerebral pitcher, uh, they call him the, the pitching philosopher. And um, he's very curious. He wants to continue to get better. And uh, that sounds like a perfect match uh, for the Cubs. Uh, I also love the fact that he truly embraces uh, being a Cub, uh, what it means, Wrigley Field. I know he spent a lot of time in Chicago, uh, and this city uh, is very exciting for him. And um, we're very excited to bring him on board. So uh, with that, I will uh, announce Shingo Imanaga as our newest addition. So congratulations. So at that point, uh, he, they sit there and they put the jersey on, and Jed makes kind of a funny joke like, I don't want to put the hat on because the hair looks good, but I could yeah. see the interpreter telling Shota to put the hat on. So he puts the hat on, right? Well, and typically, Crawley, they don't button it all the way up, too. He buttoned every single button on that jersey. 100%. And so we're sitting there and we're going right now to, you know, so what ends up happening then, and I heard about this later, is about two hours before the press conference, the interpreter says Shota wants to say a couple things to uh, the, the people before the questions. Is that okay? Sure, okay. No idea what he's going to say. Well, this was Shota Imanaga's first words to the Cub fans. Hey, Chicago. <laughs> what do you say? Cubs gonna win today. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Shota Imanaga. I played Yokohama DNA Bases eight years. I'm very happy to be here and be a Cub. I want to say thank you to entire Cubs organization for having me, and I'm very excited to pitch at Degree Field. I'm looking forward to meeting fans and teammates. Go, Cubs, go! Yeah, that whooping and cheering are the season ticket holders. And just in case people are wondering, um, I did talk to the season ticket holder people, and they said that they want to do that more often to bring season ticket holders as a thank you for purchasing tickets to these kind of events. And oh my that's God, cool. you better that's not the right idea. Right. That's the right <laughs> idea. Yeah. But you know, Dustin, a lot of people don't know when I take off this hat and this Jersey and I turned into a mild, mild, mild mannered Paul, um, you know, in my day job, I'm a teacher and I work with kids learning second languages, whether from Ukraine, Russia, Mexico, Japan, I work with kids like that. And I cannot tell you how difficult it is in front of a crowd like that to, to, to speak in a language that you're not comfortable in. Um, the more anxiety you have, the more like intensity, like I said, the room's electric, the harder it is to do. And to see him do that and, and how hilarious, to, you know, the go Cubs go thing. I'm just so telling funny. you, he hooked me. I tell Crowley, I was watching it on marquee. Okay. <laughs> I was texting a little bit with you and he had me, I mean, he absolutely positively had me. That was, that was fantastic. What, what how he did that. That was brilliant. Whether that was his idea, the interpreter's idea, the Cubs' idea, it was super, super, super well played. And and Tom Ricketts would later say he's you know he's only been here a couple hours. He's my new favorite player, and I yes. think a lot of people yes. probably agreed with that. 
this was a message he had to the fans. And, and the thing about Japanese culture is they are very respectful of the teams that allow them to be posted. So for he had a message for his base stars and a message for Cub fans. Um, a lot of the rest of these clips are in Japanese, so I only just did the interpreter's part so you didn't have to hear the Japanese and then the English. It's just the English, but this was a message to the fans. This is the only one that has some Japanese in it. And to the Bay Stars fans, even though I am physically far away, I'm going to strive to send some good news from over here. And to the Cubs fans, I'm going to do my best to contribute to the Cubs winning the World Series. I look forward to meeting you at Wrigley Field. Boom. That, what else do you need, right? That, that was um, a great, again, another great message from him. Now, as then the reporters get to ask questions. And of course, number one is always going to be 670 The Score and Odyssey Insider Bruce Levine. He's going to ask Shota what he learned about that 45-day window. Again, that... It's it's interesting because that was a big talk a lot in CubsCon was trying to make the offseason more fun. And, and Jen Carter, we're going to talk about it next episode, talk about deadlines. Like when you got 45 days to sign a guy, you know, it, it, it speeds it up and makes it more interesting. This is what Shota had to say. So within this 45-day window, um, I learned a lot, not just about baseball, but you know, other changes as well. Um, one of the reasons why I decided on the Cubs is upon meeting uh, – Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins in the meeting, I felt that you know, their strong words of encouragement really resonated with me, and I showed an endless possibility into the player that I could become. You know, the Cubs, we've talked about this for the most part, have done really good presentations to get people in there, whether we talked about Jamison Tyone in the past, whether we talked about John Lester all those years ago. They seem to be able to sell a player on coming to Chicago. Now, if a guy like, uh, you know, God doesn't want to come here. There's nothing you can do about that, right? When, when we knew the uh, pitcher uh, from the Dodgers, uh, Sho- Otani, Shoei Otani, he never Holy, wanted. Come on, <laughs> Dustin, you really, I slept... are, you really are tongue-tied. The I frost, slept... the Chicago frost, has gotten to your brain. I slept three hours Thursday night, three hours Friday night, three I hours bet. Saturday night. I bet. I bet. So you're, yeah, you're, brain's you, not you 100% have, You have a lot. You have a lot of fun at that thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, but what ends up happening is he never wanted to come to Chicago, so the Cubs could pitch him whatever he wants. Not going to matter. But I think when it comes down to it, I think that he does that. The Cubs do have an ability to really pitch it well, so I think that was really good. Now, Dustin, I thought of you when this next question was asked because they talked about Saya and if he had talked to Saya during the process. So I've had a relationship with him since our playing days in NPB. Um, with regards to this process, I did not talk to him before I made the decision, but I reached out after I made the decision, and he was excited and showed happiness as if you know it was happen- happening to say uh, himself. Um, and you know that really excites me, and I really look forward to helping the Cubs team together. 
I think that that's going to be the biggest thing, Dustin, is the fact that they're going to have each other. And that's going to mean a lot in the clubhouse. Again, mm-hmm. when you can't a hundred percent, when you can't be your, like a lot of those guys in the clubhouse, there's American players that go down to play Latin American ball, whether it's in the Dominican or Venezuela. Obviously there's a lot of Latin players that come to America and play in the minor leagues. They kind of have a way to try and talk to each other. It may not be a hundred percent perfect, but not, but, but, but for say, you know, you can ish, but, but not really, but now to have someone that speaks the language that if you're struggling, you're really down, you really want to talk to somebody, maybe you're going through a slump. Maybe you're just not really kind of feeling great. Maybe you're having problems at home. Who knows what it is, but you have someone that you can talk to. And again, even when you're speaking that broken English or broken Spanish, it's not the same as speaking to somebody in your native language and being able to communicate. I think it's going to help both players have a great year. Great point. Very, very solid point there, Carl. Now, the other issue that comes up is pitching on five days rest. This is something Dustin and I talked about. And when you talked about, you know, um, how they handled in Japan, um, as far as the, the ghost fork ball, that guy, they in Japan, they usually throw every six to seven days. So there is an adjustment. And, and there was questions about that. They asked him on pitching on five days rest. It's a novel experience for me, so I want to keep an open mind and seek advice from a lot of people. Luckily, I have the time in spring training, so I like to talk to the managers, the coaching staff, my teammates, and figure out what works for me and just give everything a try and make the adjustment as we go. So Kodai Senga is the one that was with the Mets, and again, they were very careful with how they approached him, and it's kind of just a balance because they probably throw on average 140 to 150 pitches there as opposed to 200 here. Now, not as many, even, you know, American baseball players are throwing 200 innings anymore, but just kind of getting that rest and making the adjustments is going to be a big deal. Um, The other question was brought up about the WBC, and we're going to talk a little bit about this more with uh, Jed and Carter. They had some interesting um, comments about the WBC and why it's so important for American front offices to kind of see how these a how these players react, but there's a lot more details that they get from this. So this is what I'll play for you right here. The experience at the World Baseball Classic uh, made me think that there is there's more more to baseball, and there's more that I can improve on, and gave me that um, experience, and also. Facing the hitters, they're they're players of unimaginable talent over here, and it gave me want to apply myself and face them, face the challenge here. I, I love the WBC. I didn't think I'd be as big of a fan of it as I as I was, but I think it really made a difference for a lot of players. Again, a lot, for a lot of front offices, and hopefully making worldwide fans. But I never saw Imanaga pitch until the WBC. Right, right. So it it gives you a chance to see that stuff. Right. Very cool. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the Olympics, right? It's, uh, you know, and everybody, you know, world champions, right? And this is more of the real world championship than the world series is here. Now the next two clips are probably, I would say, other than the go Cubs go probably the two most important clips to hear. Number one is talking about someone asked him, did you know anything about the Cubs or what did you learn about the Cubs? And this is what showed had to say. So I chose a uh, number 18 because I was, I, was, I was looking through Chicago and the uh, Cubs history. I saw that it was a number that Ben Zobrist wore, um, and he wanted, to, he wanted to be kind of the player that you know, he was too, and that is why he chose number 18. And... You know, 
if you want to be like a, a, a Cubs player, I think that the, uh, Ben Zobrist is definitely the guy you want to be like. And, and, and Zobrist was asked by the people at Marquee about that. And he's, and Zobrist said, it means a lot. What happened was a couple of days ago, I got a phone call from one of my agents. They're in the same agency octagon. And they said, Shota wants us to communicate to you that he wants to choose number 18. And he wanted to know if you were okay with that kind of thing. And I was like, of course he doesn't get, have to get my okay. But then he had some really nice things to say. And I saw what he said at the press conference yesterday. Such an honor coming from an honor culture, the Japanese culture. And for him to say that about me, it means even more probably than he went out of his way and said that. It was very kind of him to say that. Yeah, very cool. Yep. Son of respect by both guys. And uh, really nice to see that. Now, the next question went to Jed. And it was about what they learned about this process when they got, say, a Suzuki. And how it helped when they got um, Imanaga. I think uh, the whole organization uh, has learned a lot um, from having Say for these two years. You know what things we can do better. Uh, I think I think Shota really benefits from us having two years of that experience. Um, and our hope, you know, has been has has always been that uh, we want to be a destination uh, for for Japanese players. I think we treat them incredibly well. I think we're willing to uh, go above and beyond to make sure the transition. Um, goes really smoothly. Um, we probably um, made some mistakes along the way and improved some things with uh, Saya. And like I said, it's nice to have done that. But um, our hope is that you know it becomes Saya and Shoda and, and many more. And uh, because I do feel like there's there's so many great players in the MPB, and uh, we want the city of Chicago and Wrigley Field and the Cubs to be a destination. So, you know, that the whole process allowed the Cubs to kind of, they feel that they, this went better because of what they went through with Saya and learning some of those things. And, you know, if I was a reporter in that room, I guess I would ask, can you specify what things you learned in the process? But as long as it worked, the end results are good. That's all that matters, right? All that matters. Just make it happen. One more question I thought was interesting was about the pitch clock and ball size. Just so people know, the pitch clock, they don't have that in Japan. But if you remember, we had Gaijin Baseball on here. He said that it's not really going to be an issue because Imanaga tends to work relatively quickly. The ball size is different in Japan than it is on an MLB ball. And so this is what Shota had to say. Regarding the pitch clock, um, it's a change, but... Sometimes um, I think too much on the mound, so maybe having a and having a clock might even help my game. Um, and regarding the ball, I've been practicing with it, and I am not I am not concerned about the ball change. Um, and as with uh, Craig Council, we, we talked in the back room, and I told him that I am going to strive to do my best. So seems to be no problem, but I can, here's what I'm going to tell you: I saw Shoda. He, you know what I mean? Like he came to the press conference. And then after the press conference, right around, there's an opening ballroom. Is that there's, they have what's, they open the ballroom, everyone runs in and tries to grab their seat. And then they have what's called the blue carpet, which Marquis does. And it's a really cool thing. Shota was sitting there with his teammates, signing autographs for fans, shaking hands. And, you know, it just, he was just such a great guy, so friendly with everybody. And again, thank you to the Cubs for allowing us to be a part of that. Um, Jed Hoyer came out afterwards and took a picture with all the season ticket holders. And so uh, that's on my Twitter at Crawley's Cubs, but truly a special experience. And the very, I've been to over 20 Cubs cons. I never, that was a great way to kick off my experience. 